What is up, you guys? I am your sexy, lovely host, Jacob, your favorite host. And this is another episode of Just a Hot Thought Podcast. So what is going on? Happy Monday to you. Happy Tuesday. Happy Wednesday. Whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Happy day to you. I hope you are doing just splendid and lovely and thriving as you deserve to be. Um. So what is up? We're back with another week back at it again. Um, I am currently literally just rolling out of bed, if we're being honest. Every time, you know, every Monday morning is such a battle to wake up, to get ready, and to go to work, which is recording this. Let's get to work, bitch. So, I'm trying to think what's been going on with me. So much, yet so little. Okay, we have the holidays coming up. I feel like that is, like, on my mind, on a 10. Um, You know, we have Thanksgiving this week on Thursday. Normally, you know, I am chill about it. I'm not really tripping off of it. I'm like, oh, my mom's got this, you know? I just take the back seat, and I just show up. I make my mac and cheese, and I go. But... This year's a little different because my mom and I are actually hosting Thanksgiving at our house this year. Um, And we're hosting with my boyfriend and his family. So they're going to be coming over. Um, My mom is going to meet my boyfriend's mom for the first time. For the first time. So that's, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be good, but I'm just, I mean, naturally, It's a little nerve-wracking, you know? Just because two different... Basically, two worlds are clashing. This is a crossover episode. It's basically going to be the sweet life of... What is it? That's so sweet life of Hannah Montana? It's going to be on that shit. Like, full-on Disney crossover. But I'm actually very excited. We have everything planned out. Everybody's going to be bringing little goodies. It's going to be a good time. Um, I'm trying to convince my mom to make a TikTok turkey, you know, because all up and down my TikTok right now is nothing but recipes. Turkey recipes, you know, side recipes. Everything for Thanksgiving is just up and down my TL. I don't know about you guys. But everything looks so good. Like, when did everybody on TikTok become fucking Gordon Ramsay? Because everything looks so delicious. There's no way that all that food is actually good. One of you guys have got to be a bad cook. One of you guys have to be capping on me. And one day I'm going to find out. I, let me tell you guys. Okay, so, (laughs) like I said, mac and cheese is my thing. You can ask anybody. I will rave about it to the fucking mountaintops of my mac and cheese because it's so good. It just, it hits every time. It's always, like, everybody's always applauding it, you know. We're just, we're that girl. Me and my mac and cheese, we're that girl for every holiday, for every occasion. And I got to shout out my cousins from Atlanta because they're the reasons why I have (laughs) that recipe. They put me on when I was younger. They came through and they made some mac and cheese. And I was like, okay. And I cannot, it's not as good as theirs. I will say, I have to admit, my mac and cheese has not been able to like get as good as theirs. And it drives me crazy. But, you know, respect. 
I give respect when it's due. And I know that I'll never be able to top it. And it's fine. But I'm right under them. I'm coming for a second. Um, because, you know, you just got to respect the origins. <laughs> but one time, let me tell you, I actually decided to get a little crazy. And I decided to try somebody else's recipe. And it wasn't for Thanksgiving. Luckily, it was just a time where I was just hanging out with my friends. Like, it was just a little chill hangout. And I have Chrissy Teigen's um, recipe books. I have two of them. Um, and I decided to give, give her mac and cheese a try. Like, it looked good. It seemed pretty promising. And girl, I'm sorry, Chrissy, but that was not it. I love you. And I do trust your cooking opinions, but that was not it. I think it's just the type of cheese they put in. They put in, like, I don't know what they put in, what she put in. But it was just weird cheeses that just were not, were not vibing together. They were not. Um, like, I hate when, like, recipes call for, like, Munster cheese and, like, shit like that. I'm not down with it. I'm down with the Gouda. My favorite's Gouda. And that's as... Like, that's as fancy as I'm going to get. Like, give me the mild cheddars. Give me the sharp cheddars. Give me all the cheddars. The Monterey. You know, if it's a good brand, we're good. We're solid. But, yeah, that was my mac and cheese spiel. So don't ever try. I'm sorry, but don't ever try Chrissy Teigen's mac and cheese recipe. Just come to me. Actually, don't come to me because I'm also not going to tell you what my recipe is because I hold that shit dear. And if I ever give you my recipe, just know that that's love. Know that that's love. Because there's only been, like, I swear, I think I've given my recipe to, like, maybe one or two people. Um, I just don't. I just don't. I remember I had somebody in my past, like an ex type, who really wanted the recipe. And he was like, you have to tell me the recipe. And I was like, no. Literally, no. Because I knew better. And see, and I'm glad I didn't. Because imagine, imagine now he's fucking whipping up my mac and cheese for other bitches. For whoever the fuck. No, that's not going to be, that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen on my watch. One, See, that's another thing. I'm going to go on a spiel because I was just telling my boyfriend. I said, if anything ever happens between us, you know, God forbid. I hope nothing does. I hope we stay together. <laughs> Let's stay together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I said, if something ever happens and we break up, do not let me catch you at my spots that I've put you on to. You can't be at this restaurant. You can't be at this restaurant. You can't be at this restaurant. I'm not even going to say the restaurants because I'm, I'm in a gatekeeping mood today. <laughs> but I was like, no, that's like the ultimate disrespect. There's certain restaurants that are mine. They are mine. Okay. Naturally, if I've been going there my whole life and the waitresses know my fucking order, that's mine. That's mine. If I just step into the place and I just love it, it's mine, okay? Basically, I claim everything. I'm just like, this is mine. This is mine. Thank you. It's only child syndrome, I guess, like my boyfriend would say. Um, but yeah, so... Back to Thanksgiving. Very excited. Hopefully nobody judges me that I have my Christmas decor up already. I think it's a vibe. 
But yeah, hosting is always so stressful to me. Um, I I think dinners are okay with hosting. I'm okay with hosting dinners and like these types of get-togethers. I don't ever want to host a party though. Have you guys ever hosted a party before? It is not fun. If they've ever, if someone's trying trying to tell you right now to host a party and you've never done it before, just know, don't do it because it's not fun. I've never hosted a party and had fun. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, I have had fun at the end of the day, but like, I always think about it and I'm like, like, all you do is like, you're just like hosting people, you know, you're just making sure everybody's good, make sure everybody's fed, making sure everybody's happy, getting things for people. Like, you're just never, like, ugh, you're never sitting down. You're never chilling. You're just everywhere, like a headless chicken. And then the next day, you got to clean up. So what's that about? You know? Where's the fun? That is not fun to me. Um, but Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is that bitch of a holiday i love thanksgiving i can't wait to eat some mashed potatoes and everybody's always hitting on turkey and i'm not going to stand for the turkey slander because clearly you guys have never had the right turkey everybody's like oh it's dry oh it's this oh it's that no there's some juicy turkeys out there all right i've had some pretty juicy turkey and some flavorful turkey too and don't get me started on the leftovers because did you guys know if you have turkey leftovers, you can just like slap it on some bread with some mayo, cold turkey, bread, mayo, cold turkey, and eat a sandwich. And tell me that your life doesn't feel complete after that. Okay, it's so simple. It's so simple. It's the simple things in life. I love that shit. I love to eat turkey sandwiches just plain like that. I If you never had it, don't. Don't even come for me because I'm not going to gatekeep that. Go do that after the holidays and tell me. Tell me you ain't happy. Also, side note, if you guys hear like a slight ringing in the background, I have my heater on and running because it is fucking freezing. I almost didn't even want to record this morning because I was so cold getting out of bed. It's just going to get worse as the winter proceeds, you know? And I don't know. My mom hasn't turned on the heater yet. She's not fucking with the heater just yet. You know, it's like that's how parents are. Like, it has to be a certain degree before they turn the AC on. It has to be a certain degree before they turn the heater on. Well, homegirl's at work right now. So, girl, I'm turning this motherfucking heater on sorry we're gonna be toasty in this bitch and my house gets so cold like i don't know if i've shared this but like it could be literally the other day it was 80 degrees outside and i didn't even know because i was freezing my tush off in here my house is so cold i don't know if it's because it's all blue like we have like blue colors and just cool colors and just the way the house is set up with the windows it just all works against me and it just it's very cold. But it just feels so good, though, when you can have a bunch of blankets on you. You know, that's a vibe. That's what I live for. I live for that kind of winter vibe, you know? So I'm currently, honestly, pretty sore because I spent my my evening yesterday, um, I spent it painting my room. 
I finished painting my room. I started painting last week. And I started late, okay? When I first started, it, I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought I had enough time. I didn't. I was supposed to return to it the next day. That also didn't happen. So I had half of a room painted. Not even half of a room. I had like two-thirds of a room painted. And I was just living my life this week, you know? I had my little painting tray. I had the paint bucket right there in the corner of my room that I just pushed to the side. And I proceeded with my week. And I was like, I'll get back to this when I can. So yesterday was the day. I decided to, I was like, nope, today's the day. We're going to finish painting. Like, it's not that hard. You're just being lazy. You know, the lack of motivation sometimes is just, it gets to me. Um, and I just feel so desperate to have my new room done. Finally, I feel like I've been talking about it for as long as I've started this podcast. Like my room still is not finished, I feel. And I just feel so motivated now. Once I got the room done, I was fucking exhausted, but I was like, wow, okay, this is a huge step done, you know? I painted it, like, this deep, dark green, okay? So half of it's going to be deep, dark green, and the other half is going to be white because I have, like, white wooden panels on the walls. So I kept those white. I'm really going for, like, a whimsy goth vibe. That's going to be my new vibe in the room. Although I am keeping the same... (laughs) same decor I had in the last room. I'm just, I don't know. I feel like the color really brings it together. I just want the vibe to be very much linger by the cranberries when you walk in, you know? Um, That's what I want. Like, every time somebody walks in the room, I want that song to play. Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? Do you guys know that song? Stop. Stop it right now. You have to know that song. And if you don't, That's the song of the week. I haven't done that in like a month. But the song of the week is Linger by the Cranberries. It's so fucking good. And it just makes you feel so complete. It gives like 90s nostalgia. I love it. I love that song. So that's what the vibe is. That's the vibe we're going for. And I'm actually hoping today I can get my boyfriend to help me and move all my furniture into the room And I have to move old furniture out. It's just such a bitch. That's why it's been taking me so long. Because a lot of it is two people work. I'm only one person. All right? I just a baby. I can only do so much. So painting is what I did. And um, while I was painting, though, let's get into it. I was listening to the Britney Spears book. Okay? So I started the Britney Spears book. Last week, when I started painting, and I continued last night, I'm almost done with it. I think I have, like, about an, uh, I don't know how much I have. I don't know how many chapters there are. I'm on, like, chapter 40 now, though. Um, And, you guys, it is so good. This book is so good. You guys have to read it. Um, Some things I've taken note that I want to talk about. It's just, it just really started, she talks about everything, excuse me. She talks about her childhood. She talks about her family history. So it starts with, like, her family history, which I loved. Because she actually had, like, her... She tells how her dad was raised and how he just wasn't really... He was just treated very poorly as a child from his parents. Um, He was raised a certain way that just wasn't healthy. 
um, which obviously is an excuse, but, you know, unfortunately those patterns do repeat in history and they will be passed down to like their own kids. You know, people don't know how to like work through trauma and work through the issues, especially in the past. Um, I feel like, you know, mental health and working on yourself is, has become more of a thing in recent years, you know, not like 40, 50 years ago, like they didn't care, you know? So, uh, she, she talked about that. She talked about her grandmother. I didn't know she she had family that was from London. Her grandmother was from London and lived this like really lovely, luxurious life. She came from money and she moved to the U.S. to marry, you know, Bernie Spears' grandpa and live on a farm in Louisiana. And basically, she never lived her luxurious life again. She never went back home to London. And she lived the rest of her life miserable, basically, is what it sounded like. Like, she always wanted to go back home. Her husband was scared the grandpa was scared that she would go back home and never come back. So he made sure she never went back home to London. And, you know, it's just certain things like that. Like I said, history repeats itself. The grandma felt almost, I'm sure she probably felt like just stuck, you know, almost like a prisoner in her own, in this home, this new marriage that she was in. It just was not depicted as the best, you know? And even Britney Spears said she missed home until the day she died. Like, she always wanted to go home until she the day she died. And that is just so heartbreaking to hear. And um, so it proceeds with Britney and when she's a little kid, how she got into the Mickey Mouse Club, how she dealt with her dad and his alcoholism and how bad he was and just how weird he would get and how angry he would get and controlling. And nobody really ever stood up to him. The wife, Lynn, never stood up to him, Brittany's mom. Um, they would fight and stuff, but, you know, it wasn't really... There was nothing really being done. So a lot of the time, um, like, her come up, I feel like, was Brittany and her mom, like, in it together. And then once the money started coming in is when all of a sudden Britney Spears' dad, you know, steps into the picture. And then she talks about dating Justin and how that was like, and how she was so in love with Justin. And she really just, she really thought he was the one. And she really believed that they were going to get married one day and she's like, you can tell, like, in the pictures, like, I really loved him, like, you know. And he betrayed her, you know. He started acting a little too cool, you know, with his little NSYNC group. Ugh, there's even a part where, like, who they run into? Genuine. They ran into Genuine out in the streets. And, like, ugh, the way Michelle Williams, so Michelle Williams is the narrator of the book I'm listening that I'm listening to Cleo please my cats always want to be all over all over me when I'm recording no I'm recording Cleo stop right there stop in the name of love (laughs) she's pissed now um 
So there's a part where Michelle Williams is reading the book and Brittany's talking about being with Justin out in the streets, like out in public, and they run into Genuine. And the way that Michelle Williams reads it, it's like so fucking cringy. The way that Justin was talking, like, like he's trying to talk like street, you know, he's trying to talk hood. And we all know what that sounds like when a white boy is trying to talk hood. That's just not it. And I just, I cannot look at Justin the same ever again. And I don't want to because fuck him. It's team fuck Justin Timberlake around here. And it's always going to be that because he literally betrayed the fuck out of her. She got pregnant with his baby. And he was like, nah, this ain't it. Like, we're not going to have this baby. You got to get an abortion. So she got an abortion. And she said that that truly broke her. And then he switched up on her. He switched up on her. He was fucking other bitches while they were together. She kind of just dealt with it. She knew what was going on. But, you know, she'd be like in other places of the world. She'd be doing her own thing. Like, you know, what could she do when they're both like international pop stars? You know. There's so much that needs to be done and her man's cheating on her. That's like the least of your worries at the time. I feel when you have like other obligations, work obligations, you have concerts to go to, you have performances, you have appearances. It's so much. I, can only, I can't even imagine like how you must feel mentally in that moment. So he was fucking other bitches and then had the nerve to come out with... um fucking that fucking song obviously we all know it um why can i why did i blank out on it crimea river okay if you guys remember crimea river in the video he's acting like he's so betrayed because his girl cheated on him and did this and betrayed him and lied to him and and he had the nerve to get an actress that looked like Britney Spears. You know, and I remember at the time when it released, we were eating that shit up. I was a little kid, but I remember being like, oh shit. Like, that's supposed to be Britney Spears. Like, I was little. And I remember being like, that's supposed to be Britney Spears. She did something. She played him. But that's what he wanted us to believe. When he was the one acting dirty the whole time, and did my girl dirty, and... She just went through something so traumatizing. And she was depicted as the villain. And it's so awful. Like, how fucked up as a society we are, or they were, because honestly, I was little. I have no part in that. But, like, after that, like, people would literally be like, she, like, she did an interview with, what, Diane Sawyer? And, or was it Barbara Walters? I think it was Diane Sawyer. And she's like, what did you do to Justin? Like, how did, why did you do that? Why, how did you hurt him? Like, oh, poor Justin, poor him, blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, she's such a slut. Like, she's this, she's that. Poor Brittany. It literally hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. And then um, 
you know, so then she's like dealing with that. She breaks up with Justin, as we know. Um, Justin and her are done. Whatever, whatever. And then she even talks about getting with Kevin Federline and how much she was really in love with him, too. And she was just in a really fucked up place. And he really comforted her. He held her in his arms. And she just was, like, so in love with him because here was this man holding her in his arms. And she felt so safe, finally, so comforted. And that's all she wanted. And... Like she said, she said that too. Like you can look at the pictures of me and Kevin and like I was so in love with him. And then he switched up on her too. He started getting fame. He tried to become a fucking rapper. Like what a failure, first of all, you fucking loser. And then so when he tried becoming a rapper, he was suddenly too good for Britney. He didn't want to see Britney, even though she had one of his kids and was pregnant with the second he hella dissed her. Didn't want nothing to do with her. And. Yeah, like. I don't know, I can't even like fathom like the idea of just how she was treated. And after that. She was just talking about how she was shamed, body shamed by everybody when she was pregnant. Everybody was calling her fat. Everybody was calling her ugly. And she was like, bitch, I'm fucking pregnant. Like, what do you want from me? And then once she had the second kid, all the paparazzi wanted was to see, get a picture of her kids. So that angered her as like, she's, first of all, she's in mama bear mode now. She's a new mama bear. She just had her second kid and her kids are really close in age. I think they're like within like a year. I think they're like one's like a year older. So they're really close in age. And um, yeah, because I think she said the yeah, the baby was like three months old or four months old when she got pregnant with her second kid. Um, so she was just really frustrated because she's like, here are these people, all these fucking paparazzi and all these journalists calling me fat and shaming me during my whole pregnancy and now that I'm not pregnant they want to like take pictures of my babies like no fuck you guys and that's when she kind of went off the deep end you know it's just so emphasized in the book how much she loves her kids and does everything for her kids and I just I truly believe it. Um, I've always thought that. Like, I hated... I could tell back then, even back then, when they would try to depict her as a bad mother or, oh, her doing these awful things with her kids in her hands and, like, how she almost dropped him or, you know, she was driving in the front seat uh, with, like... She was driving with the baby in in her lap or something, I remember. Um, But she was in really hectic moments at that time and the paparazzi would do anything to like tick her off or make her look crazy. They always wanted to get a reaction out of her just so they can get a good shot because they were making so much money off of just getting pictures of Britney, like so much money. She said like, I think like one picture was worth like a million dollars. I think I remember seeing that. Or just, like, a ridiculous amount. Like, just a fucking ridiculous amount. And 
it is just, like I said, it's heartbreaking. She talks about the night that she shaved her head and how during that time she wasn't able to see her kids. Like she just wanted to see her kids so bad. She was trying to get, talk to Kevin and he would not see her. Um, And one night, I think, yeah, she had just decided everybody just wanted, like, she was viewed as sexy with her long hair. It's something with her hair. I remember her saying, like, the way that they want, they just want you to flip your hair and look a certain way. And that's just, like, an ideal image of women, you know? And so she decided, like, fuck this. Like, I'm going to shave all my hair off so I can't give them that, you know? And in the end, you know, they ended up making her look crazy. And, like, she was having this big old breakdown, which, you know, she was having a breakdown. Um, But everybody was just viewing her as just, oh, crazy Britney. Like, she's just spiraling. And, yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy. She then talks about... This is something I really want to touch on because it, like, literally, oh. So she talks about the conservatorship. So if you guys don't know, Britney Spears, you should know. If you don't know, you're living under a rock. But Britney Spears was under a conservatorship for 13 years where her dad was in charge of everything. They made her look mentally unstable. They made her seem like she couldn't take care of herself. She was a danger to herself, to others. They made her look just the worst. And none of it was true. And so her dad was in charge of everything that she did. He was in charge of the estate. He was in charge of what shows she did. He had her working like a fucking dog. And she just kept thinking, if I'm so mentally unstable that I can't make decisions on my own, why the fuck am I working so goddamn hard? Oh, it's to pay for... It's so everybody else can have money. It's so my dad can, like, pay himself way more than what he pays me. Oh, it's because... Like, you know, just ridiculous. Like, she said one year her dad paid himself, like, a ridiculous amount of money and that she was paid, like, fucking nothing. And she was working her ass off. And once he got full... Um you know, control of everything. She says how he literally called her into the, like his office or whatever. He made one of her rooms, his office. And he was like, I make the rules now. I call the shots, whatever I do, you say. And he said, I'm Britney Spears now. And when I heard that, I literally gasped as I was painting and it gave me the chills that her father would say that I'm Britney Spears now. Like, you fucking freak. You weirdo-ass freak. Like, what? Could you guys imagine someone saying that they're you now? Like, oh, I'm... I'm Jacob now. I'm just a hot thought podcast. Bitch! 
Nuh-uh, we gonna be, you gonna get this two-piece. I got a combo for you, bitch. That's crazy. So, I just, you know, I love Britney so much, and I just feel so bad that she had to go through all of this. One of my favorite parts, though, of the book, she was saying how Paris Hilton was somebody so important to her because she was just so sweet. And when she was going through all of her shit, like when she started, you know, spiraling a little more, Paris came through and like came over and like would hang out with her and the kids. And she was just like, I just, she's like, I felt like Paris was, did feel bad, you know, but she was like, but she was so sweet. And I can't remember the last time a person was sweet to me. And it was so heartbreaking and it just makes me love Paris even more. I love, if you guys know me, Paris is the OG. All right. That's my girl. That's mother. Because she raised me. That's my idol. Like, literally, I love Paris. Um, and she talks about when they would go out and, like, how much fun that they would have. And she just hated how much the like tabloids depicted their nights out to be just so wild. Like if they were doing heavy drugs and doing this and doing that, she was like, we literally just would go out like any normal person would. And we'd go to the club and what did we do? We fucking drank. We got drunk. Like, she's like, that's all we we did. Like those pictures that you see of the iconic night with me and Paris and Lindsay Lohan, like, we all just got drunk at the club. Like, that was it. And I loved to get some background on that. Even though it wasn't really anything juicy, those pictures are so iconic to me. The Like, especially, yeah, the one with Paris, Brittany, and Lindsay all in Paris's car dipping out. I still want that as a windshield um, cover. They sell those, like, the windshield covers, and it's, like, Literally the windshield of Paris Hilton's car with all of them in it. I need that. And she also talks about a night out with Paris and Brittany and they went to Vegas. And there's these also these other iconic pictures. And it was actually just, which is so funny because I was just hearing about it yesterday. And yesterday was actually the 17th like year anniversary of those pictures that they had gone out. It had been 17 years. And I love these pictures of Britney and Paris because they just look like they're having so much fun in the club. They're just being silly and the way they should, the way hot bitches should be. So yeah, just timing is perfect. I would probably be posting those on the podcast later because that's just, that's the theme being a hot bitch in the club. All right. That's the theme this week. Um, so I'm almost done with the book. It's really good. Like I said, I will finish. I will let you guys know if um, there's anything else trivial that I might find out about. Um, and yeah. I actually love that Spotify now. If you guys didn't know, Spotify has audiobooks. You guys can listen to audiobooks. This is, and this is not an ad. It should be. But... They just added audiobooks, and right before, like, literally two days before they released that, I 
started listening to the Britney book on Audible because there was like a 30 day trial. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this little trial and we're going to get this book done in a month. And, but then two days later they released audiobooks on Spotify. So I'm like, whoa, that's good. So after this book, I'm going to be listening to Paris's memoir, her memoir. Um, we're going to get into that because like I said, I love Paris. So, but right now it's about Brittany. Brittany is, I just had to keep up because I'm seeing so much online. I was seeing so many little excerpts of, from the book and I was like, no, I got to read this myself. I got to know, um, or listen to it, whatever. How do you guys feel about that? How do you guys feel about audiobooks? Do you guys, are you guys into them? Because it took me a while to get into it. I feel like I much, I feel like I'd rather read just for my peace of mind. Um, I love to hear another person narrating when I'm doing things. It's It comes through when I'm doing things. Like for when I said, like when I said I was painting my room or I remember the first audiobook I ever listened to was Amy Schumer's book like years ago. And I would listen to that when I would drive to, out of town for school. I would drive like 40 minutes away and I would always listen to her book. That was a good book. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not really promoting her right now because, you know, controversial, but good book. And that was when I first got into audiobooks. So I'm trying to get back into it. I just feel like when you're reading, you can just visualize it the way you want to. And I don't know, it just creates a picture, it paints a picture, you know, the imagery in your head. That's what you live for. That's what I live for, at least, you know, got to keep those creative juices flowing. But anywho, so this week, oh, last time I recorded, I said I was going to get ready to go to the Cheesecake Factory. It's been a week and I'm missing the factory more than ever. So my boyfriend and I took a little drive um, to the nearest Cheesecake Factory, which is about an hour away from us. And it was a good little getaway. We were supposed to go to Disneyland that day, but it just didn't work out with our schedules. We just didn't have the time for like a full Disney day. So my boyfriend was like, hey, like, you know what? And since we're not going to Disney, like, let's go to Cheesecake Factory. Let's go eat good. Let's go do what we do. So that's what the fuck we did. And, you know, every time I go, I just am so appreciative of the bread of that what is it? That rye bread, the dark bread that they give. Oh God, so good. It is so delicious. It's like they put crack in it and I want to just eat it all up. I just, I, I could, I want to go to a cheesecake factory. I want to sit down. I want to eat the bread of the butter. And then I want to leave. Basically I'm good to leave after. Like I'm happy. I'm content. Um, but fortunately, you know, we just, we kept going so I got the deep fried mac and cheese balls. If you never had deep fried mac and cheese balls from Cheesecake Factory. All right. Just do yourself the favor and get it. Get it. It's so good. You won't regret it. They also have really good ones at California Pizza Kitchen. I got to say, those are competing. Oh, wait. No, they don't have them anymore. I lied. Don't fucking quote me on that one because last time I went... They used to have really good ones at, at CPK. And then I went and I asked for it and they were like, oh, 
babe, we haven't had that for like a few years. I'm like, oh. Oh, so y'all just gonna do me? It's like when my friend went, <laughs> I'll never forget when one of my best friends, she went to Jack and she pulled up. This was years ago. And she asked for <laughs> French toast sticks. And they were like, ma'am, we haven't had those in six years. <laughs> like, girl, they're like, did you, were you in a coma for six years and you just woke up and you're like, I'm going to go get these French toast sticks. We haven't had those in forever, girl. Played her shit. I think they eventually brought them back, though. So, you know, fuck them. But mac and cheese balls, delightful. All right. I'm always going to get those if they're on the menu. Another notable appetizer to get at Cheesecake Factory, you guys, it sounds crazy. But cheeseburger egg rolls. We did not get those, but I've had them before. Chef's kisses. So good. So, so good. Um, I wanted to get them, but... You know how it is at the factory. You got to you gotta pick and choose, I feel. Because I'm going to be full very soon. I eat like a bird. Whether you want to believe it or not. Whether you want to fucking believe it or not. Because nobody ever believes it. I eat like a bird. I don't eat that much. I literally don't. I know. I know you'd believe otherwise. Everybody always does. I hate when I go to restaurants and I'm like, oh, can I get, like, if they have smaller portions, I'm going to get the smaller portion. Like, and they're always like, oh, like, they look at me and they're like, you want more. And I'm like, I promise you I don't. And they're like, no, you do. Like, they try to, like, argue with me. I know what the fuck I eat. All right. And then I'll get a smaller portion and I'll eat, like, half of the smaller portion meal. You know, like, I'm not lying here. <laughs> and literally I had like okay so I had two little mac and cheese balls I had some bread and then I got my chicken Bellagio which is so yummy you know it's like this like parmesan crusted chicken breast fried chicken they put prosciutto on top they put some arugula on top of that and then it's all on top of like this like angel hair pasta like pesto pasta i don't know they're getting stingy with their sauce i'm not gonna lie this is just a food review at this point they're getting really stingy on the sauce it used to be more of a green sauce and these noodles this time were dry it was giving dry and i wasn't really about it i mean it was good all together when i'd have like every single thing that came like you know as a whole like the chicken a little bit of prosciutto a little bit of arugula with the noodles but if you just ate the noodles by itself it was baby girl was dry so I wasn't really too pleased about that cheesecake factory. Let's get it together. Let's not be stingy with the sauce. Okay. Thank you. But it was a good time. And then we got cheesecake to go. You know, we had to get the cheesecake to go. Because, like I said, I had literally mm, like one fourth of my plate. I ate it. And that was it. I still had so much leftovers left. And I was like, okay, this is going to be great later. This is going to be great for tomorrow. Good leftovers. Because I said, like I said, I don't eat that much. I'm going to just keep saying it until you believe me, okay? <laughs> and we got the cheesecake to go. But I'm still craving the actual cheesecake I wanted. I always just want to get the original cheesecake with strawberries. But I always feel so boring doing it. So I try to venture out 
we got like a Reese's peanut butter, butterfinger bullshit cheesecake. It was really good. It was very good. But like, I just want that like OG cheesecake taste with some strawberries. Like there's nothing like it. I have officially decided that there's nothing like it. Um, so yeah, get your ass to a cheesecake factory. Fuck what these bitches say. And if your girl doesn't want, like, if you're a guy and your girl is judging you for taking her to the cheesecake factory, or if you're going on a first date and this bitch don't want to get off the car because you brought her to the cheesecake factory, leave her ass right there, right there. Tell her, get out the car and leave her. Because we ain't fucking with bitches that think they're too good for the factory. I've talked about this. I will not stand for it. It's just, that's Delulu-ness. That's true Delulu. Because you're never too good for the factory. I'm not going to get into it anymore. But one thing I do want to say that is really funny, though, that drives my boyfriend crazy. (laughs) Is he... (laughs) Every time we go out to eat, the waiters always think I'm the one paying. And it's hilarious because most of the time, honestly, he's the one paying. <laughs> he's, he's usually the one paying. And they always think it's me. Like, he'll get, we'll put the check, like, you know, we'll put his card in the little check, little folder. And then they'll take the check and they bring it back and they always give it to me. And he's always like, why do they always think you're the one paying? (laughs) I was like, babe, I'm sorry. I just look like I'm the more dominant one here. I look like richness. I look like money, I guess. What can I say, you know? And I was like, wait a minute. Like, you literally, even when the waitress came to pick up the, (laughs) the tab... I had the folder in my hand. I did hand it to her. But his card, he still had his card in his hand. And I was like, oh, you have, I was like, oh, the card? Or like, I think I asked him for his card. And he, we, he passed the card to her. And she came back and she still passed me his card. And he's like, I was like, you literally passed her your card too. And she still thought it was mine. I was like, oh, she was like, oh, what a sweet boyfriend. <laughs> what a sweet guy. He holds his boyfriend's wallet. <laughs> I was like, she probably thought you were holding my wallet and it was my card and that you're just the best. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Every time it doesn't fail, they always think I'm paying. So, poor guy. You know. Nimodo, what are you going to do? And then, it, but they reminded me of when we went to Humboldt. And when we went to Humboldt, nobody ever, like, everybody thought we were paying separate. They were like, oh, we're not going to assume. We're not going to assume here. And, you know, that would drive me crazy, too, because I'm like, nah, he's got it. He's got it. You better put it on his tab. I'm running a separate shit. No, 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 no. But it's so funny. Um, but speaking of, while we're on the topic of workers, I just have a little, a little rant I want to go on. It's something that I've noticed. It's something that I've taken note of. And quite frankly, I am very tired of. And that is the new generation of fast food workers. All right. You know, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older and they're getting younger, but I fucking hate them. 
okay? I hate the new generation of fast food workers because they are just spoiled little brats. Most of them are spoiled little fucking brats that don't want to be there. They hate their lives. They hate their jobs. You know, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you feel that way, teenager, KFC worker. But that is not my fucking problem. And I'm just here to order food. Like, I'm here just to get a meal. Okay? So I don't need this fucking little attitude. So I went to KFC the other day. All right? This is what, this is what ticked me off. So I'm going to KFC. Because the night before I'm at work and I see this guy post on TikTok and he's like eating this delicious looking chicken pot pie. And he says it's from KFC. And I'm like, oh, word, they got chicken pot pies there. I look it up online. They do. So I'm like, wow, I want a chicken pot pie. My boyfriend and I go to KFC, you know, and I'm like, First of all, they have, like, this whole pre-recorded, like, greeting that's not even real. And I don't like it because it's, like, a girl and she's like, oh, hi. Like, all perky, asking if I want this. And once you say no, then it changes to, like, some grumpy fucking 19-year-old. And he's like, not going to help you. Actually, he didn't even say that. He just stayed quiet. He didn't even say, how could I help you? He didn't say, can I take your order? After I said no, I didn't want to the automated message. It was just, it was crickets. I was looking around and I was like, hello? And then he's like, go ahead. And I was like, oh, first of all, ew. Hello to you too. And then I'm like, do you guys have chicken pot pies? It goes silent for like 20 seconds. And he's like, no. Damn, okay. Um okay, well then I guess I'll get a motherfucking famous bowl. You know, I guess. So I get my famous bowl. My boyfriend orders his food. He asks for pink lemonade. We pull up to the window. He we got a regular lemonade. So I'm like, okay, well maybe you didn't hear the pink, you know, maybe you didn't hear the pink part. So I'm like, hey, like, ask for a pink lemonade. He's like, I don't have pink lemonade. Uh, okay, like, damn. Like, he just fucking hated his life. Like, was so rude. And it just, like, fucking pissed me off. And I literally, like, when he passed me my shit, I literally told him, like, I hope you have a better day. Because clearly you motherfucking need it. I literally said, I hope you have a better day. And I drove the fuck off. And I was so irritated. Because, first of all, I didn't get my chicken pot pie. What's that about? And then I got to deal with your fucking bitch-ass attitude when I didn't even do nothing to you. Like, and it just pissed me off so much. I wanted to be a Karen, and I wanted to call or go in and complain about him. I was so irritated. I think that day I just had it. I was just like, bitch. And after, I was just pissed off. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to let this little fucker ruin my day or ruin my mood. I'm sorry he feels that way. 
But I was just, like, telling my boyfriend, I was like, I don't understand. Like, I get it that, like, shit sucks. (laughs) I'm sorry. But that's just the way it fucking is sometimes. And we all have bad days. Trust me, I have them. You guys know I have them. You can tell. If you can't tell by my crazy-ass little rants, I have them. But when I'm at work, I I could be in the shittiest mood. And I could be like, oh, my fucking... I could see customers walking into my job, and I'm literally like, like, I do not want them to fucking come in. I don't want to fucking deal with anybody. As soon as they walk into those doors, I'm like, hey, guys, welcome in. Like, I literally... It's called faking it till you make it, babe. You And you just got to do that. You got a job to do. Why am I going to, like, just because I'm in a pissy mood, why am I going to, like, subject others to that same feeling? Or, like, why am I going to just ruin, like, the vibe, the, you know, the room that I'm in? Because you can do that with your fucking stink-ass mood. You can ruin a whole vibe, a whole environment. Everybody could feel you. And I'm very aware of that. I'm just so aware that I just will not. So I will fake it till I make it and nobody will ever know I'm actually angry. And if you do so happen to catch me on one of those days, then, you know, you really won't. You won't. You won't catch me. Because I'm just always going to be nice to everybody. That's just who I am. Like I said, this world would be a far better place if everybody was like me. Okay, we'd all be living in harmony. We'd all be laughing, a key king, being baddies, eating mac and cheese balls and rye bread from Cheesecake Factory. You know, does it get any better than that? And we'd all be eating chicken pot pies from KFC as well. There wouldn't be a KFC where they would tell you no. So... I was just sick of it. It was just like, I was like, fuck these kids. All these newer fucking kids. They're just, I remember being a teenager and like, you know, everybody was starting to get jobs and everybody was complaining about how we were. Like that was like 10 years ago. They're going, they're getting worse. Okay. Now they're really bad. Now they really suck. The teenagers working these days or the younger adults working, y'all suck. So get it together. And if you're being stank, cut it out. Because I'll smack the fuck out of you. I don't care. I will. All right. So let's touch on some Real Housewives. So this week, I actually didn't write down any notes at all from anything that I watched. So, yay! You're just going to get a bunch of bullshit that's in my head. But one thing I do want to talk about. We got to talk about Real Housewives in Miami. Okay, Real Housewives in Miami. Like I said, I'm going to tell you guys every week, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. You guys aren't watching it. I know you're not. Because everybody's like, oh, yeah, I listened to the pod. It was so good. But when you talked about your shows, I had no idea what you were talking about. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. Because one day, you're going to know. All right? And everybody's going to know. We're all going to be in the loop. We're all going to be in the Bravo loop. We're going to be in a Real Housewives Bravo loop when I'm at BravoCon next year with the podcast and we're interviewing actual housewives. We're going to do that. 
manifesting it right now, putting it into the air and the universe. Thank you, universe, because we're going to be at BravoCon next year. It's going to be such a good time. All right. And if you don't know Bravo, if you don't know what BravoCon is, I mean, it sounds like Comic-Con. It sounds like all the other cons put it together. So Real Housewives of Miami. Okay. The biggest thing going on right now is that our girl, Gertie. So Gertie is this fabulous woman. We love her. She's a big party planner. She's known for her party planning. You know, a party isn't a party until it's gertified. All right. And that's just like her, that's her shtick. That's her lingo. That's her thing. So our poor Gertie um, recently found out, at least in the show, um, that she has breast cancer. And, you know, she's dealing with that. She just found out. She's very scared. She doesn't even want to, like, even say the word chemo. Like, or like you know, she doesn't want to talk about any of that. Like, you know, it's still... Where we're at in the show, it's still in the beginning phases. She, you know, it's new to her. So she's really stressed out. She's kind of, you know, everybody's like, what's going on with her? She's being kind of weird. She's being different. And... You know, we bring in Larsa. You know, good old Larsa. Larsa Pippen. Used to be married to Scotty Pippen. Cheated on him, supposedly. Allegedly, if you guys want the tea. Allegedly, you know, she was known for cheating on him with Future. So. I'm going to do Future dirty word to Scotty. Like Nikki said. So now, just a little sidebar, she is dating um, Michael Jordan's son, Marcus, who's like, I don't know, 15 years younger than her or something ridiculous. But um, so she's dating him. She's like so in love with him, obsessed with him. It's really fucking annoying. Like this guy like went away for five days on like a work trip and she literally threw him a welcome back party. This motherfucker was gone for five days. And she threw him back a big old welcome back party. Girl, if you don't go sit your ass down somewhere, Larsa. And like I said about Larsa, she used to be besties and in cahoots with the Kardashians until she was shunned by them. She was exiled by the Kardashians because I'm pretty sure she was caught leaking information because she's very fucking messy. And I believe it wholeheartedly. I'm sorry, Larsa. If you ever listen to this, girl, I kind of do believe it. But, you know, we could, if you want to come on the pod, we could talk about it. <laughs> not me thinking. Not me. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let's not say. Let's not say. Um, but anywho. So. Larsa is like, oh, she has a bone to pick with Gertie because allegedly uh, Gertie was asked on an interview of who was the fakest or something and she said Larsa so Larsa's like why did you call me fake why did you call me fake and Gertie's like girl like the fuck that is the least of my worries right now is me calling you fake like you know Gertie's just like maybe you know I mean even if she didn't say it you know whatever I'm sure she was just the girls just be saying things especially like in the Bravo universe 
they're always being asked questions like by like Andy Cohen when they go and watch what happens live or if they're like doing little interviews like it's always something a little shady something shady is always going to come out of something is what I've noticed and you know in this particular situation she called Larsa fake I mean did she lie no Larsa is definitely the fakest of this group I could tell so Gertie's like, this is the least of my worries. She doesn't really know how to tell. She doesn't really want to come out and say, like, Larsa, I have cancer right now. Like, this is what I'm going through. So she's just like, Larsa, just know that, like, I love you. And when I call you, like, when I need you, like, I need you to be there for me. When I call you, I need you to be there for me. That's, like, all she says. So Larsa's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, you know? So then, fast forward, they go to have lunch, and Lars is still on this whole, like, why'd you call me fake? Why'd you call me fake? And Gertie's like, again, least of my worries, like, Larsa, I have breast cancer. And the way Larsa's reaction to this finding, I just have no respect for her anymore. She, like, she was just like, well, how do you know? How do you know? That's the first thing that came out of her mouth. She asked, how do you know? What the fuck do you mean, how does she know? How are you going to... Someone's telling you they have cancer, and the first thing you're going to say is, how do you know? Bitch, cause maybe because she went to the fucking doctor and got mammograms done and got fucking test work done. Like, what do you... I don't know if she just doesn't know how to, like... She can't process shit normally. And then... It's just... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. It was just really nasty. And before, like, Gertie even came out and said it, she was like, oh, Larissa was like, do you want me to cry too so we can be like, do you want me to cry too so we can be on the same level here? Like, some stupid shit. Like, bitch, you have no, like, sympathy. Read the room. Read the fucking room. You are just lacks so much self-awareness. And then Gertie's like, okay, this is what's going on. It's the beginning stages. I just found out. I just don't really know how to handle it. I didn't know how to really say it, which is why it's so hard for me, you know, to come out and just say it to you. I haven't told anybody. I've only told a few select people. So please, like, I'm telling you this in confidence. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. And she's like, no, 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 I know. I know you're not going to go and say anything. Why does this shit... Fast forward six hours later to this welcome home party that Lars is having for Marcus. And she goes and tells everybody, everyone in the rest of the group who doesn't know. She tells them, she sits them all down on the couch. She's like, so I met up with Gertie earlier to see what's going on. And she just comes out and tells me she has breast cancer. And everybody's reaction, they're literally like, <gasps> like gasping, like, in shock and like immediately start crying when they find out that their friend is going through this and you can see on Lars's face that she's so thrown off by these natural reactions happening and it really just shows like what kind of person she is like once again like I could see she's like oh yeah but no it, it, she's fine she's fine like she's like I know it was hard for me to even just say right now bitch no it wasn't no the fuck it wasn't I do not fuck with her after that. Like, that's so serious. And, like, you just went and spread that shit like wildfire. Like, it wasn't a big deal. And it's so nasty. It's so 
ugh. You're just a fucking bitch. And, but I love it. You know, I gotta say, it's really giving me some good TV content. I'm like eating that shit up. All right. So, you know what? Someone's gotta do it. Someone's gotta be the bad guy, I guess. But, ugh, it just didn't sit right with me. Larsa, you can have several seats. I, no. I hope, like, this is just, like, TV and that you're doing this for TV and that you're not actually like this in, in real life. Because if you are, if that's really your reaction and that was genuine, you are a nasty person. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that on the season, you know, we have Lisa going through her whole spiel her whole divorce with Lenny like I've talked about she won't shut the fuck up about it she doesn't stop talking about Lenny she has a new man who's so cute and seems pretty well off like he's got money and he loves Lisa and she's just like I've been with him but like I've cried every night for what Lenny's put me through I still cry every night like which obviously okay miss girl we get it you're going through a divorce and she's like, did you know that tomorrow is going to be the year anniversary since he dropped the news on me that he was leaving me? It's like, girl, down to the date, you not the anniversary date of your divorce, of your marriage being ruined. Like, I don't know. I love Lisa, but she crazy. She crazy. Lenny really did a number on her, didn't he? I don't know. That's crazy. And then um, who else do we got? We got Dr. Nicole, who is just so fabulous. Dr. Nicole is everything I want in a housewife, okay? She's so cute. She's, like, spunky. She's a little sassy. She has a cute little, like, accent. A little, yeah, she has a cute little accent. I love it. And... She is just a boss bitch, okay? She's married to this, like, attorney guy who's also a pilot, who has his own plane, who has his own... They have their own fucking yachts. She's living the life. She's an anesthesiologist. Um, so, you know, she's she's her own thing. She's her own person, and I love that for her. And this last episode, they were, like, shopping for a bigger boat, a bigger yacht. And talking about how they have all these houses and stuff. And see, and that's what I'm talking about. I love that shit. I don't need to watch Broke Housewives. No, I don't need that. Monica on Salt Lake, you gotta go. Because I don't want no broke bitches around me. I want the bitches who are buying new yachts. I want the bitches who are buying new houses. Throwing lavish parties. That's what I want to see. I live for that elegance. So we love Dr. Nicole. We love it. But we'll see where the rest of the season takes us. Um, I believe in real life, Gertie actually just had her last treatment um, of radiation or chemo recently. I just seen a video of her um, ringing that bell. So we're sending all the love to Gertie. Um you know, that's pretty tough to go through. And I'm always rooting for everybody who's going through those tough situations. I love to see when people, like, those videos of people ringing the bell for the last time when they're done with their, you know, like I said, the radiation or chemo. It's just, 
what a moment, you know, to finally be done with it and have a positive future ahead of you after that, after going through such a tough time. So fuck cancer, you know, it's such a scary thing. So I have um kind of an idea of something I want to do for next week's episode. I kind of want to, a topic I want to talk about is like crazy exes or just crazy situations you've been in when dealing with, you know, maybe a crazy person or I don't know, just any crazy story you have that has to do with relationship vibes. I really want to get into it. So I have some stories that are saved up of my own. I've gotten a couple of submissions of some crazy things that people have done too that I've been holding on to for this. And so if you guys have any stories that you might want to share with the class about maybe a crazy ex, something crazy you've done when you were crazy in love, just anything crazy, like let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Um, like I said, I'm collecting, I'm collecting my stories so we can chit chat because, you know, we all have stuff to learn from one another. I feel when we share those types of stories, you know, not everybody goes, it's so crazy. Not everybody goes through the same things. If you didn't know that, like that might, that boggles my mind. Like what? when I hear people like have had normal, they just have a lot of normal stories. They've never done crazy things or crazy things haven't been done to them. I'm like, how have you gone this long without a little drama, without a little spice? Um, so if you guys have anything you want to share with the class, like I said, write in. You can write in at the podcast uh, um, email, just a hot thought podcast at gmail.com. Uh, shoot us a message on Instagram if you'd like. Shoot me a personal message if you'd like. You know, our Instagram is at jhtpod on Instagram. And yeah. We're going to get into some things next week. Um, This week, I feel like we're just about done. I think that's pretty much it. I think I got into everything I've had to get into, you know? So write in anything you want to say, anything you want to share. You want to give a little shout out? We'll do that too. We'll do whatever you want. So thanks for listening, you guys. Um, And we'll see you next week. And I hope you love this episode. And stay sexy. And I hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Make sure you guys eat good for me. If you guys have those like good bread rolls, you know, that we eat these bread rolls, like these specific dinner rolls, and we pop them in the oven with some butter. Okay, eat a couple of those for me. All right, just know that I'm with you in those moments on Thanksgiving. So, love ya. Bye.